This is more than therapy podcast. More than therapy. This is more than therapy. More than therapy podcast. This is more than therapy. More than therapy podcast. This is more than therapy podcast. And welcome to another episode of the More Than Therapy Podcast. Today we have Dr. David Schechter, who's going to talk to us about pain, pain, pain. I work for an MAT, a couple of MAT clinics as uh, medication-assisted treatment that deal with pain, chronic pain. I wouldn't have selected this particular um, venture because it seems it's because it's chronic. It's not something that I can necessarily, or I've been able to as of late, heal or be able to see progress regarding relating to that i could try to change their mind regarding pain i could try to assist them with looking at pain differently but ultimately they already have their coping skills for pain they already have their medication for pain and they seem to stay in that circle or that bubble of what they see as pain management and how they're going to see their lives i tell people if you think differently you behave differently when i was in the military and i destroyed the left side of my body I had to think outside of the box in regards to getting better because if I stayed with the medication my doctor put me on, well, then I know it would have damaged my kidneys. I know it would have damaged my liver. I know I would have became an addict. And if it ever, ever became a point in which they said I can no longer have that medication, I knew I was going to be in trouble. And to be honest, it did come to a point where I did get in trouble. I'm here today with Dr. Schechter, who's going to tell us about his work regarding pain. Doctor. Great to be here with you. You too, um, sir. You too, sir. I'm, I'm a physician that works with a lot of people with chronic pain. Chronic is defined as more than uh, at least three to six months of pain. And among these people, I find that quite a few of them don't have a clear structural medical or biochemical cause for the pain. And so the problem is really the pain is stuck in their nervous system. And that's not to say that it's not real pain. It's totally real. I'm not saying it's imaginary or in the mind, but the power of using your mind and using your brain to break this cycle has been shown again and again in the last 4,000 patients I've treated over the last 25 years using a mind body psychological and educational program. And so I teach people that their pain is real but that they can affect it if they're willing to break out of the box. And uh, you had just talked about the fact that a lot of people are stuck in a box. And at these clinics you work at, they're stuck in a box of medication, coping skills. I'm working with people that want to break out of the box. And many of them are not on medication. Some of them are, but they have not found success with both conventional and alternative approaches to pain. And they come to me and I examine them and I look at them. And some of them are even on telemedicine now. And if I can determine that they have this diagnosis, we call TMS, tension myoneural syndrome. It's also called PPD, psychophysiologic disorder. It's also called neuroplastic pain. These are good diagnoses because these mean that there's a program that can help you break out of your pain and, and literally get rid of it in many cases or dramatically reduce it in others. And I'd love to talk to you more about the details of the program. Doctor, would it be okay if I call you Dr. David? That's fine. Dr. Dave, Dr. <laughs> David, whatever, whatever works for you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Dr. David, like I said, I work with 
many doctors regarding pain management and they work with me and my company that partners with them in order to like you, you know what I'm saying? Open your mind to alternatives to just relying on the medication. Work with a therapist who can help you with alternatives. But like I said, I find it difficult to find the alternatives that they will adhere to. Recommendations, please. What, what has worked in your practice? What I know you're unconventional regarding, you know, I don't want to give you hydrocodone or oxycodone. I want to do this. What is this? Can you help well, us people, with that? People have to be open to the idea that what's, what they're getting now is not the ideal. They have to be open to the idea that they want more out of their life than just being on, on an opiate medication or Suboxone or something like that every day. In, in your situation, and in maybe in the, some of your listeners, you could start out by looking at a website, you know, my, like my website, which will be listed in the, in the show notes. You could look at a podcast such as this one and others that I've done. You could look at a book that I've written or that was written by my mentor, Dr. John Sarno. So if the patient is willing to at least get involved, you know, part of getting better is taking action. Part of getting better is empowering the patient, but also the patient taking some of that power rather than just being a passive uh, treatment. So my, my treatment is very much cooperative. It's very much, I'm working with them on that healing journey, kind of like I'm sure you work with as a counselor. Um, I do it as a physician as well. And if the patient just wants to sit in their easy chair and take their pills, you can't fix them. But if there's people listening tonight, and I'm sure there are, who are looking for an alternative, looking how to get rid of their back pain or their pelvic pain or their chronic headaches, and maybe there isn't a, a really clear structural cause for your problem. Maybe a surgeon has said, you know, there's no surgery that can fix this. Or maybe a surgeon has said there's nothing that we need to fix surgically. It's just pain that we can't really explain. Then what you have to do is you have to start learning. So learning is, the, is one of the first steps. Education, if you will, is the penicillin for this condition of chronic pain, education. You go from education and then you go into psychology. You're going into understanding yourself. Where is your stress and tension coming from? What kind of traumas have you had in the past? We know that childhood traumas are very important. We know that other kinds of ACEs, adverse childhood experiences are important. We know that other crises, when you, uh, people are in the military, you get PTSD, obviously women who have been raped. There's a variety of traumas we can have, both large and small, and they can build up and they can lock this pain in the nervous system. And so that's what I help people get out of. And I use a variety of techniques, including, as I said, education. I use uh, journaling. I'm not sure if that's something you, you use in your work as well, uh, but journaling is, is systematically writing about your feelings. I even wrote a workbook many years ago. It's still out there, uh, uh, published the mind body workbook. Very good, which gives you a structured 30 day program of journaling, of writing about your feelings and understanding yourself better. It's sort of an inexpensive form of psychotherapy because you're doing it in a workbook. You're not meeting with somebody every week. You journal, you learn. And if you're open to this approach, a lot of people get progress just from the writing, just from the expression of their feelings, getting in touch with their feelings. You know, people with chronic pain check in constantly on their pain. They're checking in all throughout, <clears throat> checking in throughout the day. How's my knee feeling? How's my shoulder feeling? How's my back feeling? What I encourage people to do is check in on your feelings. Am I upset? 
Am I angry? Am I frustrated? And understand your feelings and write about them at least once a day for 10 or 15 minutes. It's very, very therapeutic and very inexpensive. Earlier, you mentioned <clears throat> tension myoneural syndrome. That's a word I didn't ever, ever hear of that word until, well, until I read your bio and then, <laughs> and then again today. How do you make a diagnosis of TMS? That's a, that's a great question. All right. First of all, I start with a history. I, I talk to the patient and I understand from the beginning of when their problem started, what was going on in their life. If there was a physical injury initially, I find out what doctors they've seen, what treatments they've had, what imaging results they've had. I take a traditional medical history, but I expand upon that. I ask them about their personality because it turns out that people with TMS often are very hard on themselves. They're very self-critical. They're often perfectionist. Some of them are goodest, which we define as wanting to change the world, which is a great thing to want, but it's awfully hard to do. And it can lead to a lot of frustration and tension. So we're asking about personality. We're asking about, have they had other stress related conditions in the past that weren't pain? Maybe they had irritable bowel syndrome, which is like an upset stomach bloating and stuff like that. That doesn't have a, a structural cause. Uh, maybe they've had, uh, maybe they've had tension headaches in the past as well. Uh, eczema, other things that could be stress related. I also try to find out about their childhood. So I ask about the childhood and what the family of origin was like. What was it like growing up in that situation that you were in? And how would you feel if another child now went through the situation that you went in as a child? Often that's a way to find out a little bit more about it. So it's a more detailed psychosocial history as well as a medical history. Then if the patient is in my office, which most are, although I'm starting to do more telemedicine as well. If they're in my office, I examine them. I examine the part of the body that hurts and I do a detailed, if necessary, a skeletal, muscular, neurological exam to see that there's nothing wrong. There's nothing damaged. I look for certain tender points on their back, certain areas, certain muscles that seem to tighten up when you have chronic tension. And then I review any imaging that they bring with them, x-rays, MRIs, lab work, whatever, to make sure there's nothing else to worry about. Because it's very important that I can shift the patient from believing that there's something terribly wrong with themselves and that they can never get better to more of a belief system of it's real pain, but I can, I can overcome it. I can move forward with my life. And many of the patients actually don't have structural damage or anything significant. They may have gray hair of the spine, which is just normal changes that occur as we get older, or they may have other minor conditions. Some of them have a, an initial injury but perhaps the pain has persisted far longer than it should have. So that's how I start to make the diagnosis, history, physical exam, imaging, and really kind of putting it all together to call it TMS or PPD. There's other names for it now, but this is uh, what, I, what we diagnose it as. Your book, a number one seller on Amazon, Think Away Your Pain, what inspired you to write the book? I mean, what was the inspiration to put it in a book knowing that I might take away somewhat from your practice if they had the keys of success? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to reach people. You want to communicate your message. You know, um, think where your pain is available on, on Amazon. And uh, yeah, that's what it looks like. But um, my mentor, John Sarno, had written some books in the, in the late 90s. He taught me this approach earlier 
when I was a medical student. And I felt like I needed to update what he had talked about. He had written a lot of uh, Freudian kind of theory, deep psychology and stuff. And I wanted to get more treatment oriented and more focused on cognitive changes you can make and stuff like that. So thinking where your pain is a practical, easy to use, easy to read book that takes you through the steps. Obviously it doesn't replace a doctor, it doesn't replace a therapist, but it's a, it's a really good introduction to this. And for many people, amazingly enough, it's all you need. I had my secretary uh, call me today. I was, uh, I was off today. And she said that a patient who had scheduled for next week called up and wanted to thank me. And I, and I said, what was it about? Well, she, she decided to read my book before coming in to see me. And she said, the pain went away. So she doesn't need to see me. So in this case, you're right. It, it hurt my practice, but it was, it was, it was great to hear from her that she had improved. These are some other things I've written as well. Um, so think where your pain is the book and then the mind body workbook, which you, you see one version of there, I think, uh, the Kindle version with a slightly different red cover, but the mind body workbook is a guided journal. And then I wrote a workbook for teens cause I'm trying to, trying to prevent this stuff, not just treat it. I want to get it into the school system. I, I I'm off. This is pro bono stuff I'm doing. I'm offering it free uh, to schools, uh, that want to be progressive, maybe high schools, and they want to teach their kids about the fact that stress can affect your body, that, that your emotional health is if your emotional health and your physical health are affected by stress. So that's why I wrote that book for the teens. And, uh, there's some other things that I've written there. You can see as well on my Amazon page, but, um, you know, it, it, it can start out by looking at the website. You can start out by reading a book. They're on Kindle. You can download them, uh, you know, very, very cheap. And, um, I think it's informative. Uh, it, stuff on my website, it's completely free that you can listen to just like this podcast is free tonight. And so you can start to educate yourself and see if you think this applies to you. You know, are you open to this? Are you open to this? Sometimes people will, people will tell me that they get a gift of this book and they look at it, nah, this isn't for me. They put it on their shelf. And then six months later, they, they, they pick up the book and they go, oh my gosh, I got to read this book. This is exactly what I've got. What has changed in that time? The book hasn't changed. It's the same book. It's the bookshelf hasn't changed. What's changed is that person. And as you know, you have to have readiness for change, right? It's not just, it's not just the, the doctor or the, or the counselor or the, or the therapist. It's the patient being ready. It's the person being ready to change. And if you're ready and you're open to the idea of looking at pain in a different way, I think you'll find the program that I have to offer, whether it be an office visit with me, a telemedicine visit with me, or reading one of these books, I think you'll, you'll find it very helpful and see if it's right for you. When I work with a client and let's say they first come to the practice from one of the pain med medication assisted treatment programs that I'm, I'm contracted with and collaborate with, a lot of times they don't even understand that there's another way to deal with pain. They often ask a question similar to this. I don't know why I have to talk to you. <laughs> and I have to come up with strategies, you know, to, you know, move you away from, you know, reliance on the, the oxys or the hydros because the doctor wants you to move you away from that. Or he wants yeah. to put you on a what he deems safer, which I deem is comparable, suboxone or subutex. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, obviously you're not a doctor, but you know that the doctors are saying to patients more and more, we don't want you to be on these medicines long-term. They're bad for your liver. 
they're actually bad for your hormones. You know, they're, they're, they're not as safe as we thought they were when we started them 10 or 15 years ago, whether it's with you or, you know, the proliferation of the use of the opiates and these MATs and all of that. So we want to get you off of it. So in a sense, the doctor and you are allies in this. And I think the patients also don't want to really be, I mean, it's easy to take a pill, but they don't, pain, pain pills don't really eliminate pain. They kind of disconnect you a little bit from pain. They reduce pain. They don't really eliminate pain and they don't really give your life back. And what we find with this educational program is there's people who aren't moving. They aren't moving their body. So one of the elements of this, I mean, there's a lot of psychological, there's a lot of educational, but one of the elements is just like go out for a walk, walk 20 feet. If that's all you can do. I mean, if you have access to a swimming pool, do that. If you have a bicycle or stationary bicycle, do five minutes the first day, three minutes. And so I really get people moving. And that's something you can also obviously encourage in your, in your counseling work, get physically moving. It has a tre tremendous positive effect effects on the body and on the mind to start moving. So simple things you can do education, helping the patient to change their attitude and belief system, understand what their attitude and belief system is. A lot of people believe I can never get better. I'm doomed to have this pain for the rest of my life. I'm going to be in misery. And you have to just share with them that there's a lot of people who are able to break out of these cycles. Even patients that the doctors don't think will improve can improve. Then you get them to, uh, to journal, write about their feelings, and then talk to you about those same feelings when you counsel with them or, or do your counseling. And then get them moving. Get them, out of, get them out of bed. Get them out off the sofa. Get them off from watching TV. Go out for a walk. If they can't go outside, I have some people just walk for five minutes around the living room the first day, second day, six minutes, maybe the third day, six minutes, set fourth day, seven minutes. And you, I get people sometimes up to walk in an hour in, in their house. Okay. That's great. Now, now go outside and do it. You know, I, I'd rather you start from the beginning outside if it's not too hot or too cold, but movement, very important. So the whole idea is that people have fallen into these false beliefs that pain is stuck in their body permanently. And that medication is the only thing they have, or sometimes surgery, which they've tried often has failed is the only thing they can, that can help them. But what they haven't looked is inside and they haven't realized that the, the help comes from inside and someone like yourself and the work that I do and the books and stuff, it's designed to help them and activate their healing mechanism from inside. And that will lead them to not want to be on these meds and to taper off of it much more easily and to get their life back. And that's what they really want is to get their life back. In the past, you've worked on a project with um, Donald Dubin, MFCC, who's no longer yeah. with us. Can you tell us about that work? Well, Donald Dubin was a uh, psychotherapist. Uh, we, we, we created a, um, create an audio program and, and that's, it was turned into one of the books that you, uh, have seen there. There's also some, uh, uh, YouTube videos that I have as well that are available for free, of course, on YouTube. Um, but Donald was a, a very insightful psychologist who was the first therapist that I worked with, uh, when I started my practice, uh, in this chronic pain, mind, body area in, in the mid nineties. So we're talking about what, 25, 27 years ago now. Um, and he was very helpful in, in, in his insights. And, and, you know, we started working where sometimes I would refer patients to him. We did some classes, you know, now I work with new people cause he's retired. Um, 
I do an, um, I, I do a, a group on zoom of patients I've diagnosed and I, we meet on zoom on Tuesday evenings, Pacific time, six o'clock. And we, it, it's a psychologist myself and about eight or nine patients. And we do a group together. We, we, we talk about obstacles to healing and we talk about skills and we talk about, we support each other and we, and we work to, to help people solve some of their, pr their problems. So working with me, I might refer you to an individual therapist. I might refer you to a group program. There's some interesting apps out there now. Um, there's an app called Menda, M-E-N-D-A, and, and uh, it can be downloaded. It's got some great information on this subject. There's an app called Curable that also uh, has great information on this subject. There's an app called Think Up, which has affirmations, uh, positive statements you can say to yourself. And I've, uh, I've contributed affirmations to that app. I'm an advisor to the other two apps, although I don't have ownership uh, in them. So I'm giving you objective uh, opinions on that. Um, so these apps are, are another way you can get started. A lot of people love, you know, just downloading an app on their phone. So ThinkUp has affirmations, which uh, if you look for the affirmations I wrote, you, they're all free and you can look at them. Uh, if you look at the Curable or the Menda app, you can learn more about how chronic pain is, uh, is, a, is a brain and, and body disorder. So you can learn that from those apps. And, uh, you know, we've talked about books and podcasts. There's, lot, there's lots of great information on this subject. And yet at the same time, it's not that well known uh, in the medical community. It's not that well known. And uh, we've got to get it more well known. It's starting to happen. You know, I'm going on podcasts. I'm talking to people. Um, there's more interest among certainly psychologists. There's, there's some interest among physicians. I'm advising a couple of clinics that want to get started doing this work. So there's more interest than there used to be. Uh, we, we used to be kind of uh, isolated, but I've talked to major hospitals recently um, about putting programs, group programs in, in place that would work on this type of an approach. So it's kind of cutting edge stuff. You know, we have scientific research as well. We had, we've had a number of studies published, uh, not by me, by colleagues of mine using this approach that have appeared in major medical journals in the last year. So that's pretty exciting. And, uh, you know, some of those are mentioned in my, uh, my website or my blogs or my Facebook, uh, uh, that sort of thing. So you can find links to that from probably from my website. So things are happening. You, you've got to decide if you're listening and you're interested, or if you have a family member, you know, sometimes you might not be dealing with chronic pain. Maybe you're dealing with addiction or other issues, but you have a family member who's dealing with chronic pain. And maybe you want to recommend this website or this book for them to, to see if they're open to it. Uh, I was talking be earlier um, with, with Chris that um, a lot of people who end up in addiction for pain medicine, the reason they had addiction was because they had pain, chronic pain. And somebody prescribed them pain meds and didn't realize that they had to understand their pain. And instead of understanding it, and maybe their pain was you know, a back sprain, but it, it occurred at a time in their life where a family member died or it occurred at a time in their life where they lost their job. And so their emotions got wound around that back strain instead of going away in three weeks, like it typically does it, it persisted three months and six months and nine months. They went to doctors who couldn't find anything, did x-rays and MRIs. Next thing you know, they're on Percocet or something stronger. And so we want to prevent that. We want to prevent that. We want to treat pain effectively so that people don't get involved with addiction to painkillers that they don't need. Now, there are people who do need painkillers. Certainly, if you have cancer, uh, you know, 
especially late stage cancer, you want to be comfortable. I'm not in any way saying that painkillers aren't good for that kind of person. But if you want to live a functional life in general, it's better if you can not to be on painkillers. It's better not to be on medical assisted treatment or medication treatment. It's better to be using a holistic approach with exercise, education, journaling, counseling, all of this stuff. You're known across the world as the horse, I mean, the pain whisperer. <laughs> Tell me, how do you whisper these mind changing? Because that's what we have to do. We basically have to correct your skewed cognition in order to embrace alternate ways to deal with pain and think about pain. Like you said, we tend to, when we are in pain, we tend to make that the focus of our existence. A lot of clients do anyway. And that this is what's going to fix my pain or this is what's going to help alleviate my pain. Even with these medications, often I hear clients say, my pain's at a six. And that's with the medication on board consistently. Why would you be at a six? Obviously, there's something you're not doing or something you're not opening or you're something you're so focused on that is continuously driving that pain. So how do you whisper? away the pain well i i start by listening yes okay because you know talking is good it's educational for the patient but i have to listen so i ask them the question and i'm not in a rush i sit there and i say I'm, i've got the time tell me your story and by listening i can begin to hear the the notes between the notes i think you're a little bit of a musician too and uh i know you do photography as well but the notes between and I'm listening, you know, what, what's really the story here? What's going on in their life? What went on in their childhood? So by listening here, I can then whisper back to them. Oh, I hear that that was very difficult for you. That must have been really hard to grow up that way. And that can still affect you now or that experience you had three years ago, right before the pain started. That could really explain a lot of why this pain is there. Maybe you never fully processed that experience. So you have to listen to be able to reflect back to somebody what they need to hear to begin the process of breaking out of that box that they're stuck in. Starts by listening carefully. You have a course called the Mind Body Healing Journey. Please tell the listening audience about your wonderful course, how they can access it and what they can hope to get out of such a course, sir. All right, thank you. So. A year and a half ago or so, I was sitting and talking to Dr. Justin Barker, the psychologist that I work with on these online groups. And we said there's almost too much material out there as you start exploring the internet for this tension myoneural syndrome. And so we decided to create a comprehensive but focused online course. And we did it professionally. We had good video, videography, good sound. We, we did five hours of material. I do not recommend if you get the course to watch all five hours at one time. I do a half an hour, skip a day, do another half an hour. You can get through the whole course in 10 days that way. Five hours of material plus PDFs that you can download. And it's a very comprehensive approach taking you through chronic pain, the mind body, how you diagnose. And he, the psychologist gives very detailed discussion of the psychological issues and things. And then we come back together at the end and we answer the 62 most common questions that patients have had for the two of us over the last five or 10 years about this. So we go into very detailed Q and A or question and answer. So it's a five hour program. 
it's accessible through my website or on Thinkific uh, directly. And you can go to my website and look for the online course and, and, and go to it. And I'm offering listeners tonight, um, or maybe you're listening to it during the daytime. Uh, I'm offering, if you use the coupon code GAMMA, G-A-M-M-A 50, there's 50% off the normal price of the, of the course. So that's, that's available for up to four people who sign up for the course, the first four. And I'm offering a code MU35, MU35, which is up for eight people, 35% off the course. There's, there's um, already an existing discount, I think, of 20% being offered. There you go, Gamma 50. But you can, having listened tonight and to support uh, this podcast, there we're, we're offering a 50% coupon. So when it asks you for your credit card, you first must put the coupon code in before you pay for it. So you get the discount. Anyway, it's a five-hour course, uh, very detailed, very focused, informative, and uh, could be a great way to learn about this stuff. Uh, by the way, my book is also on Audible. So if you like to listen rather than read, you can do it that way. If you, and if you love video, uh, then the course is video. Uh, so it's all videos plus the, some downloadable uh, PDFs that you can work on as well. So Gamma 50 or Mu35, MU35 would be the two coupon codes. But the first four people that get the course uh, can get the 50% discount. Um, and I'd love to hear feedback from people. So after you do the course, you know, you go to my website, you can send me uh, some feedback. And uh, we're getting great feedback in terms of the course in general. Um, so thanks for allowing me to talk about that as well.